This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. And if you have a question, you can always email them to me at droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at THB for TurtleHealingMenClinic.com, or you can call us here directly at the Turtle Healing Men Clinic in Las Vegas at 702-562-1454. 702-562-1454. We'd like to thank the sponsors for our show, the first of which, of course, is the Turtle Healing Men Clinic, and the second of which is the First Nation Medical Board. Both of these entities are under the jurisdiction of the Crow Nation. The First Nation Medical Board licenses practitioners throughout the country who practice what is known as traditional medicine. Now, that includes all things alternative, complementary, holistic, and so forth. And the reason that the Crow tribe of Indians has stepped up to help regulate this practice of medicine is because there are no regulations or boards in the United States, with the exception of one in Arizona. They do have a homeopathic board, which allows physicians there to have dual licensure. And we had one until last year here in Nevada, that was lost in 2019. So in order for us to preserve, protect, and promote the practice of traditional medical alternatives, we are grateful to the First Nation Medical Board for helping to keep that alive. Well, our purpose here today is to help provide you with information you can use to improve your health and well-being. Now, remember, during this next hour, if you only learn one new thing, then your time with us has been well spent. Today our guest is Dr. Martin Dayton and he is a longtime practicing alternative practitioner in the state of Florida. So we're going to have a discussion today about well alternative medicine and I'm going to have Martin give us a little bit more about his introduction. Give us a little bit more background on yourself than I did Martin because I know there's a lot to tell. Okay can you see me well? I see you just fine. Okay, great. I've lost visual on my end. Well, I've been in the practice for over 50 years doing alternative medicine. It was uh, a lonely time 50 years ago because there weren't too many practitioners, but now it's, it's mushroom. 
what alternative medicine was before has become mainstream today. We have many uh, uh, studies that have been done. Uh, for example, there was a TAC trial for something called chelation therapy, which uh, was a trial that uh, uh, cost over $30 million, sponsored by the uh, National Institutes of Health. And uh, up until that time, it uh, used to be uh, called uh, uh, some uncomplimentary names by my, uh, my colleagues. And today they come and they want to get chelation therapy. We find that uh, the doctors that were quite resistant are now uh, uh, willing and, and actually enthusiastic about learning about some of the latest things, uh, such as uh, use of laser lights, uh, the use of uh, stem cells, it's uh, really uh, turned around in all these years. Yes, it has. I remember the days of chelation when I was a young man. My father made the transition to alternative medicine. And one of the things I remember was when he used chelation on a friend of our family. He had a diabetic ulcer, and they were recommending that his leg be amputated. And by going through a series of IV EDTA treatments, his circulation was able to be restored, and he did not need to have the amputation after all. Oh, that's that was that's commonplace with chelation therapy. I think there was a study that was done in, in Europe. They had 27 people who were slated to have their lower limbs amputated in some way, shape, or form. And after chelation therapy, uh, 24 kept their limbs and didn't need uh, surgery. Uh, chelation therapy is also very helpful in various other conditions. Macular degeneration, it's helpful in cardiac problems involving the circulation. It's uh, helpful in things like such as scleroderma, uh, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis. What chelation does, it removes toxic material from the body and underlying many conditions there are is toxicity and, and deficiencies. So if you remove what shouldn't be there and add what should, the body and the body is self-programmed uh, to heal itself, you'll get very often some amazing results. Sometimes the results are better than you can get with conventional means. Yes, one of the things that I remember from the studies that were done on chelation is that, well, back around 1978, they did a study in Switzerland where they took a number of people and had them go through a series of 10 IV EDTA treatments. Now, this country, or say the city in Switzerland, was near a busy road. And we find that people living in the city have high levels of lead and cadmium. They found as a result of this this study that if the inhabitants of this Swiss town went through a series of 10 IV EDTA treatments, they reduced their cancer morbidity by 90%. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, you're listening to The Royal Treatment. My guest today is Dr. Martin Dayton from Florida, a longtime practicing alternative practitioner. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion. So please stay right with us.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. And my guest today is Dr. Martin Dayton. He's in sunny Isle, Florida, which is between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, Florida. I was going to say Miami Beach. There are an awful lot of beaches there in Florida. And we're thankful that he has decided to join us today because he's a wealth of knowledge and experience, having been in the practice of alternative medicine for, well, 50 years or so. And there's a lot we can learn from those who have gone before. I'm still practicing alternative medicine myself and learning every day from my patients and trying to use that knowledge to their benefit. One of the things we talked about on this show before, and I'll mention again, is we are working on a protocol to help patients develop antibodies naturally to the SARS coronavirus 2. There is a way to do that using dendritic cells. This has been done in, well, hundreds of cancer vaccine clinical trials, and it can be done for a virus. We'll keep you posted, but the initial results are looking good because after two weeks, one of our subjects was highly positive for the SARS-CoV-2 antibody. And what does that mean? Well, it means he doesn't need a vaccination. And I know that many of you are concerned about that. And if you want to get out of jail free card, so to speak, you will need to have antibodies and show that you are recovered, so to speak, from exposure to what we're calling COVID-19. Well, Martin, we're talking about chelation, and both you and I have had some very positive experiences with chelation. A lot of people don't understand that chelation therapy or the use of EDTA, which is an FDA-approved drug, is a treatment for radiation poisoning. Oftentimes, when we check patients in our practice, we find that those living in the city virtually 100% have high levels of lead and cadmium, but many of them also have radioactive elements, gadolinium, if they've had any kind of radiological study, but they also have beryllium, barium, uranium, and so forth. What do you find in your patients? I find an array of of different metals that they have, uh, similar to what you find. Uh, Primarily, it's lead, mercury, arsenic. uh, But we do have people with uranium also. Yeah, unfortunately, there are other chelating agents. Some of them become uh, less available. So, for example, in the past, we've used DMPS to help with patients who have elevated levels of mercury. Although you can get the oral form, there is DMSA. Now, that's discreet a little differently. So, if you're receiving IV chelation therapy using EDTA, ethylene, diamine, tetracycline acid, that's discreted through the kidneys. But the DMSA is discreted through the stool. So, that's probably a pretty good one to combination oh yeah think? So i think it works works very well now each uh, has its own spectrum of uh, metals uh, some of them are common for example the edta will will chelate or remove calcium if you want have calcium in your arteries uh, edta is uh, something that you'd want to use uh, you'll find that uh, uh, EDTA is probably the best for hardening of the arteries, whereas VMSA removes uh, mercury, uh, whereas EDTA doesn't do that good a job on mercury. Yeah, that's correct. What's interesting about EDTA is it has a high affinity for the metal, so it will tend to remove them first. But as you mentioned, it works its way down to calcium, which is the hard plaque that's diagnosed when angiography is 
being done or a CT scan of the coronary arteries. So you actually will excrete a high amount of pathologic calcium. Now, there are many different types of calcium, but when we say pathologic, we're talking about hardened calcium. That's like the end stage of body repair, like a Band-Aid that's used to be put over a wound or injury that may have been caused by free radicals, such as a heavy metal. So if you measure your calcium secretion, excretion after an IBEDTA treatment, you'll see that a high amount is being eliminated, but that's pathologic calcium. What do you think? I think by removing it, you may improve the elasticity of the blood vessels, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah, there are a few things that chelation therapy does. So one is, we've already talked about, it removes heavy metal-free radicals. That's pollution, environmental pollutions that we're all exposed to. Two, it helps remove excess pathologic calcium deposits from your joints, arteries, kidneys, where it shouldn't be. It also all helps to improve the viscosity of the blood. That means it helps to lower the thickness so the blood can flow a little more easily. But as Dr. Dayton mentioned, it improves the flexibility of the vessel. So for example, you have a mathematical formula. It's known as Pousseau's Law. If you can improve the diameter of a blood vessel, even if it's expanding more effectively, you can double the blood flow. So if you can improve, I should say, the opening of the blood vessel by 10%, you double the blood flow. Yeah, sometimes you have dramatic uh, improvements symptomatically with people who have uh, just a, a little improvement in blood flow. Uh, in addition to uh, blood flow, uh, chelation helps reduce free radicals in the body, removes excess iron and, and copper. Uh, which uh, interact uh, with the uh, body's chemistry and cause free radical formation, which cause inflammation and degenerations. So you have a uh, anatomical improvement of circulation and you have physiological improvement in inflammatory disease, which can be uh, associated with many conditions. Doctor, I apologize. It looks like we may have lost uh, Dr. Royal, so we'll work on getting him back. But in the meantime, if you want to expand a little bit more about what you were talking about, and we'll bring him back in as soon as we can. Okay. Well, Keele, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't see the, the station from where I am. Um, you know, chelation therapy has been uh, useful for, for many conditions. Uh, as I said before, for rheumatoid arthritis, uh, for uh, uh, pre uh, preventing premature death from uh, hardening of the arteries involving the heart. The uh, National Institutes of Health sponsored this study uh, where uh, it was found that diabetics had approximately 40% reduction in cardiac death five years after chelation therapy was given. Uh, also, there's a decrease in, uh, a similar decrease in the uh, uh, percentage of people that would need uh, procedures such as uh, bypass. There was a uh, similar uh, reduction 
in uh, other uh, problems such as uh, hospitalization and symptoms. For diabetics, uh, chelation therapy is something that is very helpful if, if there's also uh, cardiac conditions involved. Uh, chelation uh, can be done with various substances. Uh, Dr. Royal mentioned uh, DMSA. Uh, DMSA can be taken orally. It's not my first choice for hardening the arteries because it does not get the uh, calcium, which is part of the hardening process. Uh, but it does get uh, toxic metals, which uh, cause free radicals and degenerative diseases. Um, it was mentioned before that there was a study done in, it's actually was in Switzerland, Dr. Bloomer. Uh, it was found that there was a 90% uh, decrease in uh, cancer death rates. Uh, about uh, 20 years after the uh, the therapies were given, and there was approximately 10 or more uh, chelation therapies performed. The way chelation therapy is performed uh, is as follows. A patient would uh, uh, come into the doctor's office, sit down in a chair that's comfortable, and would have intrafetus infusion uh, uh, through the uh, vein in the arm. takes about one and a half to three hours, depending upon how much solution is given. A person sits, stands up and leaves. Uh, Dr. Royal, are you back? Yeah, I'm back by phone. For some reason, I lost our internet connection here, and I appreciate you filling our listeners in on the procedure by which accumulation is given. Before I lost in a connection, I was talking about a patient. He was in need of renewing his chauffeur's license. The problem was that his uh, prior cardiac ejection fraction was borderline. Let's say it was about 40%. He'd gone through some accumulation therapy, and so we needed to redo his test. It had been a year or so. We repeated it, and it actually improved. So let's say he'd gone down about 5%, maybe to 35%. Was starting to look uh, a little healthier and was able to easily get his license renewed. But that was the one thing standing between him and being able to continue to operate as a chauffeur. And it was chelation therapy that uh, not only helped him with that, but helped reduce his risk of uh, uh, congestive heart failure because his beta nature retic peptide uh, lab was also increasing as well. Yeah. Yeah, we, we find that uh, uh, people have less shortness of breath, more energy, less brain fog, uh, symptomatically do uh, well in, in many ways, uh, more vitality, are able to uh, walk further, uh, exercise uh, longer, exercise more vis vigorously. Uh, had people who were... Uh, Concerned about senility and improved uh, dramatically following chelation therapy. So it uh, has many, many benefits. As in regard to the, uh, the brain, it's been shown to improve circulation in the brain via studies using various uh, scans. Uh, you'll find that uh, carotid, uh, that's the uh, 
artery that goes to the uh, brain uh, becomes less clogged uh, with chelation therapy. Uh, so there's a lot of studies that validate uh, the uh, changes in, in uh, people's uh, function and uh, and feelings of well-being. I agree, and we'll continue our discussion right after the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listening to The Royal Treatment, and I appreciate you sticking with us. We'll be right back after the break. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the second half of our show, and our guest today is Dr. Martin Dayton from Florida, Sunny Isle, Florida to be exact, between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, and he's been practicing for, well, about 50 years. He's a walking encyclopedia of alternative medicine, and we're grateful that he's joined us here today. Now, during the break, I mentioned to Dr. Martin that I had a uh, patient in my office yesterday who was an unusual case. She has a type of TMJ, that's temporal mandibular joint dysfunction. She's only able to open her jaw a small way. Now, normally you should be able to take, well, the first three knuckles of your hand and put them in your mouth. And of course, she's unable to do that. And she had been to the dentist before she came to our office who told her that there's nothing that they can do for her. She doesn't seem to have any real pathological damage to her joint. There's no injury of any kind to the jaw. They simply told her to reduce her stress. Well, this is a young 20-year-old woman who said, I don't have much stress until next month when school starts. And so there's many things that we can do to help someone like that. For example, we can use natural progesterone, which helps to relax any adrenaline that might be associated with stress. We did a treatment where we can use a plasma field. The plasma field generates ozone and energy in the form of photons that is transferred directly into the body through the skin. And you can put that on an area of pain where it can be relieved within a very short period of time. It could be anywhere from five minutes, although the typical treatment is about 24. But one of the things that caused me to pause and think a moment was, hmm, sometimes we have side effects from vaccinations. And of course, many of us have tetanus shots over the years. And tetanus is used to treat lock jaw. Now, we actually have homeopathic remedies made from vaccines. In fact, there is one company that specializes in making a homeopathic vaccine kit. This is something that we would think about as an alternative physician, but a conventional physician would not. So one of the things that we used for this patient was a type of homeopathic medicine to neutralize any ill effects she may have received from a tetanus immunization. We'll see how she does, and I'll keep you updated. Now, I know that Martin also has some experience with homeopathics in his practice and has been using electrodiagnosis over the years. So, Martin, any experiences you've had like that, that no way in Hades would a conventional doctor ever be able to diagnose and solve? Oh, well, many. There's so many that none that comes to mind specifically. Uh, we had one, um, a lady who had uh, a fungal infection, vaginal. Uh, which was refractory to all medicines, uh, used electrodermal uh, device, and uh, 
what we did is put in circuits various medicines. We found there was a more exotic antifungal that seemed to match. We gave her that and her problem cleared up within two days, something she had for years. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. And the reason I thought about the vaccination issue yesterday is because, well, as you know, my father is a pioneer in the field of electrogeneral medicine. He actually went to Germany and obtained the Dermatron from Dr. Reinhardt Voll. We're talking around the year 1980. Actually, it was before that. It was would have been in uh, 1979. He brought that back to America and then pioneered it by computerizing it. So he was the first one in the country to being using electrodiagnostics with a computer uh, programming by which they were able to match homeopathic remedies, as you mentioned, for the treatment of patient illnesses. Now, the interesting thing about homeopathy is it doesn't have to be the exact thing. It just needs to be similar. That's known as the law of similars that was developed back in the late 1700s by Samuel Hahnemann, a homeopathic physician. But when my father was treating a patient, a young girl, uh, early in his, well, homeopathic career, the mother had brought her in because she'd received a vaccination and now become a diabetic. In fact, she was an insulin diabetic. They found that it was the immunization, the MMR, that had triggered this response. They treated her homeopathically, and guess what? The insulin diabetes disappeared. Well, it's no, no surprise see a lot of those things. In fact, uh, it was your dad that inspired me. I went to his office and I bought a machine. The AccuPath uh, 1000, which was a computerized homeopathic machine. It was uh, sort of a miraculous thing uh, in the past to uh, evaluate uh, what medicines a person would need, homeopathic or otherwise. Uh, we'd have to put in sequence the substance and the patient uh, and uh, then make measurements. With the uh, Acupath 1000, uh, everything was in a computer drive, hard drive. Uh, it made me floppy disk at that time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're able to... Uh, uh, just by flicking dials, determine uh, whether a uh, homeopathic uh, uh, vaccine or a uh, uh, homeopathic uh, uh, pharmaceutical would be appropriate. And instead of uh, having huge amounts of inventory to check, we had it all in a uh, floppy. Right, and that AccuPath was the predecessor of uh, subsequent computerized technology known as the Intero. Mm -hmm. But what it did was it brought homeopathy into the 20th century and beyond. Now, when you say that you didn't have to create much of an inventory, the interesting thing about this technology is it's able to imprint information on water or alcohol in water. People don't understand that electricity. against you, when it's used against you, we call that electro smog. But there is a company, very interestingly enough, that actually specializes in removing the electromagnetic frequencies from water. Water has memory and tends to, well, collect a lot of these things. And that company is called Crystal Blue. You can find them on the internet. They make a product by which you can filter the water for drinking. 
that may be, for example, a glass of wine, or you can actually put it into your home plumbing system. Now, it does a couple of things. It removes the, the electromagnetic frequencies from the water, and it also puts energy into the water, what is very important. And that is the medium by which these homeopathic remedies, at least when they are made from computerized technology, are made and given to the patient. Is that correct? That's correct. Water is a liquid crystal. It, it has memory. Now, we use homeopathics in our practice. We primarily uh, use them in the granules if we need to get them in the office, but we do have some that we give patients to take home. We find them quite effective, quite miraculous. In fact, there's one that I never travel anywhere without, and that's the homeopathic flu medicine. You never know what's going to happen when you're traveling, and that's a very powerful and effective one. So, for example, our typical uh, recommendation is if you want to take this medicine for flu prevention, you might take it, let's say, once a week. But if you get the flu, you start taking it maybe every hour to two hours until you feel better. It's a little different than typical medicine where you keep taking it maybe for a longer period of time. And sometimes you're giving medicines you expect to take for a lifetime. But in this case, you simply take it till you're feeling better and let your body do the rest. Works. In 1918, during the, uh, the Spanish flu, the uh, flu that uh, was associated with 50 million deaths, uh, the homeopaths had dramatic results as far as survival is concerned uh, compared to their, uh, their uh, allopathic or conventional uh, brethren. So I, I wonder if, pardon me? I'm wondering if um, uh, we can make something for COVID, COVID-19. Well, the beauty of homeopathy is you can make a homeopathic from anything. And as I said, it doesn't have to be exact. It could be something similar. And there are many different types of homeopathic flus that are made and readily available. And essentially, that's seemingly what we're dealing with, that most of these people are experiencing flu-like symptoms. And so, of course, you could try that. But well, don't be surprised if eventually a homeopathic remedy is made from the SARS-CoV-2. It just takes the homeopathic pharmacy getting what it needs to make that homeopathic preparation. And it is available in a spike protein that can be used in laboratories. So I suspect the answer is yes, given the right materials, the homeopathic pharmacy could produce a homeopathic remedy from the COVID-19 virus that's, well, allegedly the cause of our current pandemic. Yeah, we possibly could use some of the old-fashioned uh, homeopathics like bryonium, gelsemium. Yes, there are homeopaths around the world, interestingly enough, who are treating patients with well, COVID-19 symptoms, and they're finding that various homeopathic remedies are having an effect. Now, these are some of the more standard homeopathic remedies, but in combination with something like what you're doing, using electrodermal testing, it could be even more effective. I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to the Royal Treatment today, and we're talking about medical alternatives. My guest today is Dr. Martin Dayton from Florida, and we're going to continue our discussion after the break. So please stay with us. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. 
We are back to the show, my friends, and you're listening to Dr. Dan Royal with The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions, if you have any. And if you do, you can always email them to me at droyal, R-O-Y-A-L, at THB Clinic. That's D as in Daniel Royal at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic.com. Or you can call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic in Las Vegas at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. My guest today, Dr. Martin Dayton. We're talking about medical alternatives. Now, Martin, during uh, one of our breaks, you mentioned that you use ozone in your practice. And in fact, uh, we use a type of oxygen therapy in our practice. Typically, uh, we have used hydrogen peroxide, which breaks down to oxygen and water. And we do that by withdrawing the blood, oxygenated, and giving it back to the patient. We've also used in combination with ultraviolet light. And more recently, we've actually purchased a dual generator so we can use ozone medically grade for IV use, but also we can use it with an infrared sauna. And we also have the means now to measure to see if that therapy is being effective because you can measure, believe it or not, whether or not ozone is coming out of the breath of the patient, particularly if it's being absorbed in the skin. Tell us a little bit about your experience using oxygen and or ozone with your patients. Well, we use ozone in, in various ways. One is we uh, take blood out uh, and then ozonate it and put it back in. Uh, we use uh, ozone, ozonated blood in line with the ultraviolet light. There's another way to do it. It involves uh, injecting ozone gas into uh, salt water or saline and then dripping the saline uh, through intravenous uh, line into the uh, into the patient in fact uh, in spain it was recently reported that uh, it was very effective for covid19 where they had uh, cleared a uh, a ward of patients who were in hospitalized with uh, covid19 uh, within 10 days no side effects all survived so now I think a course is being taught uh, with the, the Spanish uh, way of doing it. I like that very much. In fact, we had as one of our guests on the program, Dr. Robert Rowan, who trains physicians on the use of ozone. And he told us at the time when he went to Sierra Leone to treat five patients who at that time were suffering from the Ebola virus. Actually, the government invited him to come and he treated them all with ozone and all five of them 100% recovered from their Ebola virus. I'm not surprised to hear that patients are responding positively to oxygen therapy, particularly ozone for the treatment of COVID-19, as you mentioned, but you also mentioned something else that's very important. They had no side effects. Now, some of the patients who are being treated with medications for COVID-19 and are surviving are surviving with some severe downsides such as pulmonary fibrosis. So if you're going to be treating it, you want the patients to recover as quickly and as healthily as possible. What else have you got for us? Or it's ozone or COVID-19? Well, whatever you think, whatever you're using. The COVID-19 is very interesting. So if you know anything else about that, I mean, be sure to pass yeah. on whatever wealth well, of knowledge you may have or anything regarding the use of oxygen therapies. Okay. Well, uh, ivermectin seems to be promising for... Uh, COVID-19, ivermectin is an anti-parasitic medication, 
and it's uh, taken orally. Uh, it, I think it is more effective than, uh, than some of the other medicines that are out there, including uh, hydroxychloroquine. It doesn't have the cardiac side effects that people are fearing with hydroxychloroquine. It's been around for a while and it uh, uh, has a very low side effect profile. Interestingly, they did a study in Rome uh, for the treatment of COVID-19 where they were using electromagnetic frequency. They were using the cell vital technology and the cell vital technology is a means by which you can put healthy electromagnetic frequencies, pulsing electromagnetic frequencies into the patient. And they found that this also helped the patients to recover from their COVID-19 symptoms. Now, the nice thing I like about the cell vital is it's a home care unit. It can be used in the home of the patient. So we talked about the fact that you can be exposed to electrosmog. How do you defend yourself against electrosmog? Well, you can expose yourself to healthy electromagnetic fields because one of the advantages that the cell vital technology has is trade secret technology to protect you against the harmful EMF or electrosmog. You can also use a magnetic sleep pad, which creates a static magnetic field while you're sleeping. You can put diodes on your phones and your computers. And there's even... Well, scalar technology you can get in the form of bracelets and necklaces to protect you against the harmful effects that some people may be experiencing from 5G technology. Have you had any experience with that, Martin? Yeah, well, there's a, right uh, behind me, there is a uh, cylindrical object on a stand, and that works on scalar energy. It, uh, I haven't used it for, uh, for COVID or uh, infections, but it's very helpful for pain. Uh, without any side effects whatsoever. Don't even know it's uh, being administered. Takes about two minutes each treatment. That's very interesting. And people don't understand that, well, EMF can be used for harm and it can be used for good. In fact, uh, some people believe that when we invade in Iraq, we're going up against one of the best trained, best equipped armies in the world, but they put down their guns and ran, not because the big Americans were coming, but because we were using EMF technology that caused their skin to burn. And one of the concerns about the current 5G technology is that it can, in fact, penetrate your skin, but it's now being used for civilian uses. So we need to be forewarned and forearmed and do everything we can to protect ourselves and to be healthy because even though you don't see it, it can have an effect. In fact, we've mentioned on the show before that micromean wave technology is being used for crowd control for this very reason. It causes your skin to burn and it causes you to double over in pain. So I don't know if you had any experience like that, but I like the no, fact I that haven't. <laughs> First I hear of it. Yeah, so we have found that actually by using a combination of the pulsing electromagnetic field with the plasma field, also known as a, a photon sound beam that was originally developed by Nikolai Tesla, known as the violet ray machine, we found that combination does something very interesting. It lowers cancer antibodies in the patient. Now, the antibodies are being lowered if the cancer is decreasing, and we will soon be publishing a study on that. And I just wanted to get another patient or two, so we at least 10 or more before we published our results. But in and the 10 patients that we did treat, they had 100% positive response in lowering their cancer antibodies while using this combination therapy. Have you done any studies, uh, Martin, you want to tell us about? 
Well, a tax study was part of that. Uh, I haven't I haven't really published any any studies other than than that. I, I did uh, do one on a, a Jacobson resonance. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a pulsating electromagnetic field, uh, uh, very low in, in power, uh, showing uh, people improving with it. But uh, research, um, I haven't done done much. Well, we're clinical practitioners, and we're not primarily in the field of research, but sometimes we do some interesting things, and if we gather the data, it's worth publishing. As some of my listeners may know, we published early this year on acimresearch.org. You can go there and find the article that we published on the patients we treated with Orosal, an oral type of product that is a sugar that uses a... Uh, glycogen type product to lower nagalase. Nagalase is the enzyme produced by viruses and cancers. And it's very important that we eliminate nagalase so the immune system can recognize and eliminate the foreign invader. Have you had any experience with that using orosal or salicinium? Which yes, both. Both. I had uh, a number of patients that we, we treated. And what I liked, it didn't have the uh, chemotherapeutic side effects. People, instead of having uh, problems with loss of appetite, and nausea and such, people got hungrier and felt better as their uh, uh, malignant conditions improved. So I think salicinium and its oral form uh, are big winners. I just want to comment that it's, it's amazing that technology such as what was produced by Dr. Um, Mr. Tesler so many years ago has gotten buried. I congratulate you for reviving it. It's well, we work with an inventor who did some doctoral research in the field of uh, frequencies. He worked with Dr. Linus Pauling. They believed that there was a frequency by which minerals were being converted to enzymes. At least that was the theory. And they found that that frequency, believe it or not, was 432 hertz. That radio frequency is added now to the photon sound beam. Now, the plasma field, you're correct, was uh, Nikolai Tesla's invention. And the inventor found the original technology and machine in an antique shop and to this was added the radio frequency. So it's a good one-two combination, particularly along with the pulsing electromagnetic field. Yeah, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. <laughs> yes, sir. And I want to thank you for being with us today here on The Royal Treatment. Any last words you would like to share with our listeners before we leave the air, Martin? Well, I'm really honored, truly honored to be with uh, such an astute physician as yourself, who's really on the cutting edge. I, I consider it a privilege. Well, thank you for being here. You've been on the cutting edge for the last 50 years, and we appreciate you being a pioneer in the field of alternative medicine. We need more like you in every state and throughout the world because our patients need alternatives. They need to know where they can obtain optimal health and wellness, not just sick care in a disease management system. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment today, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of The Royal Treatment. So until then, my friends, may you all be well.